Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio. Join us each week as we delve into some of life's most complex questions. It's time to explore the unexplained. Hello and welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio. I am your host, Cheryl Knight, and today I am very excited to talk with Diane Brandon. Diane is an intuitive counselor and intuition teacher. She specializes in personal path growth and dream interpretation. She was born and raised in New Orleans and has been spiritually aware since birth. Diane has had a lifelong interest in metaphysics and has been an avid student of it for more than 45 years. She has been a member of Intelligentsia Metaphysica, Mensa, and the Institute of Noetic Sciences. She also has an A.B. in French from Duke University, did master's work in the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill in radio, television, and motion pictures, and attended Tudor, a language institute in Geneva, Switzerland for French studies. Diane has also facilitated a seminar on business intuition at the Rhine Research Center, in addition to speaking on dreams there, and she has spoken on intuition at the Mensa Annual Gathering. She is the author of the new book, just out this month, titled Born Aware, Stories and Insights from Those Spiritually Aware Since Birth. She has also written the books called Dream Interpretation for Beginners, Understand the Wisdom of Your Sleeping Mind, Intuition for Beginners, Easy Ways to Awaken Your Natural Abilities, and Invisible Blueprints, Intuitive Insights for Fulfillment. Diane has been working professionally with her intuition as an integrative, intuitive counselor since 1992, and she has been teaching others how to access intuitive information on demand since 1996. She also teaches classes and seminars on dreams, personal empowerment, creativity, and listening skills in addition to wellness classes. Welcome to Paranormal Underground Radio, Diane. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much, Cheryl. I appreciate it. I am so glad to be with you today. Yeah, I'm excited to talk to you because we're going to be talking about a subject that is extremely intriguing, one that I need to find out more about because honestly, I don't know a whole lot about it. And I'm excited to share with our listeners your new book, which is actually published this month. Is that correct? That is correct. It's hot off the press. (laughs) Oh, that's so exciting. And again, let me repeat that title. It's called Born Aware. Stories and Insights from Those Spiritually Aware Since Birth. And before we start, I'd like to read just a short synopsis about the book, and then we can get started with our discussion. Great. The book synopsis goes like this. Discover an amazing phenomenon that hasn't been widely discussed or studied. Some people have a conscious spiritual awareness at birth that is mature and clear, Born Aware delves into the effects of having been born conscious of our higher soul connection, what we can learn from it, and the implications for human consciousness and spirituality. Having innate spiritual awareness has affected Diane Brandon's life in remarkable ways, and this book chronicles her experiences as well as her efforts to learn from others who have been spiritually aware since birth. Using personal accounts and her own insights, Diane shows you how to access your spiritual awareness, even if you weren't born aware. So that's the key phrase, born aware. And for those who don't know a lot about it, including myself, (laughs) can you tell us a little bit about the born aware phenomenon? 
I'd be happy to, Cheryl. And I know it may be hard to grasp. Um, when I've shared it with some other people, it's been hard at times for people to grasp it. Okay. Basically, and I'll use myself as an example, I have always remembered what I thought when I was born. And my thoughts were spiritual in nature. I knew that that I didn't belong here. I didn't come from here. I remembered where I came from on the other side. Mm-hmm. I also knew I didn't want to be here. <laughs> okay. Again. But I had to be. So that's just one example. So some people have awareness at birth, including thoughts and memories and perceptions that we never forget. We didn't have to be regressed. We didn't have to go through hypnotherapy to recover perceptions at birth. And and some people, for some people, it's the awareness that we don't come from here. For some people, it is that this three-dimensional reality is not the only reality. For some, it is an awareness of a plan for their lives while they're here. We all tend to know that we're here temporarily before we can go back home. So that's what being born aware really means. And mm-hmm. I prefer the longer phrase, Cheryl, spiritually aware since birth, because what I've learned is I think there are people who were born aware but not necessarily also spiritually aware. So we may be talking about two different phenomena. So that's what this refers to kind of in a, in a nutshell. Interesting. So that brings to mind what I've heard from a few friends that, and, and this may or may not be a match, but let me ask. So <laughs> they have told me about as, as a young child, I'm not exactly sure of how old they were, but they had this feeling that they didn't belong here. So they, you know, would look out to the stars and feel like they just, this wasn't their home. They didn't belong mm-hmm. here. Is that the same thing or is that something different? That is a cousin. We'll call it a cousin of being born aware. Okay. And I think, and and I call that being innately spiritually oriented because people, people, I, I hate to use the word category, but people who are innately spiritually oriented tend not to remember from birth. It's almost as if a veil has been put over their awareness or memory. So they know that they're in a strange land. They know that they didn't come from here, but they don't necessarily remember where they came from, whereas those of us born aware tend to remember the other side. And and one other difference is that those of us born aware tend to be in what I call our higher soul awareness when we're born. It's the awareness we have on the other side where okay. we are souls. And and those innately spiritually oriented tend not to be in that. They can learn to develop it. And I actually have recommendations and a meditation in my book, Born Aware, about how to do that. So so there are differences. We are those of us born aware are like we are imprinted. We are in the awareness on the other side. We have to kind of learn how to be a human. <laughs> okay. Interesting. What about those people who say there cannot be an awareness at birth because the brain has not developed sufficiently? What what do you say to those people? Well, people who say that often are scientists mm-hmm. and they are looking at 
the brain. They've done research on <clears throat> the brain, brain development, etc. They tend to premise that on on the belief that consciousness does not exist separate from the body, that it is solely a product of the brain. Those of us who are spiritual tend to know that consciousness does indeed exist separate from the body, especially if you've had an out-of-body experience. Mm -hmm. So if, if we look at it in another way, Cheryl, the soul is not created at birth. The soul is not created at conception. The soul already existed and the soul had its own awareness. And so basically, when we're born here, the soul is basically coming into that physical body. It's a shell. And different people who were born aware will have different memories before being here. But that's it in a nutshell, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, how does this tie into reincarnation, or does it at all? Actually, they're, they're two different things. Those of us who are born aware tend to, you know, spontaneously remember some past lives. Mm -hmm. But many people remember past lives. And so you don't have to have been born aware to remember okay. past lives. And past lives are actually still in some sort of three-dimensional reality, whether it's on this planet whether it's on another planet somewhere else in the solar system. And some, some of the born awares in my book do remember lives on other planets. Wow. Okay. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and we can also be in different life forms. Um, and I hate to say this, but as humans, we are very, very limited in our awareness mm -hmm. because we often can't see beyond what our human awareness is like or, or, or what we perceive as humans. But true awareness, especially higher soul awareness, transcends that. It's not, it's not bound and limited, though mm -hmm. we still don't necessarily remember everything. <laughs> okay. So do those who are born aware have any corresponding abilities? Like, I don't know if that's, if that's the proper term, but do, are, are they more likely to be psychic or have some medium mystic abilities or do they, can they can they remote view or have out of body experiences more often than others is that at all related we we do tend everybody in my book tends to have some intuitive ability it may express itself differently from one person to another more than one of us has photographic memory some people in the book have what I call unusual perceptual modes. There's one woman, another woman named Cheryl. Okay. <laughs> Cheryl Ludwig, who has this amazing perceptual ability. When, when she goes outside, she can see energy from nature. She can wow. almost see like waves from nature and mm -hmm. energy. I'm going to use the term breathing. She doesn't use that term. Mm -hmm. it, it, hers is, that's an incredible. So some of us have unusual perceptual modes. Mm-hmm. So, so, yes, but again, just like with past lives, being naturally intuitive or, or psychic is, is not the same as being born aware. Okay, let's jump right in here. You were born aware, correct? Yes. So, tell us about it. What do you remember? What, hap <laughs> what happened? How did it all come about? <laughs> well, when I was born, I remember thinking, and, and I have to back up and preface this, Cheryl, 
I'm sure my soul didn't come into the body until right after the birth. Okay. Souls come into the body at, at different points in time. That will vary from one person to the next. So some souls will dip in and out of the womb mm-hmm. during the pregnancy. Some souls will go in there and spend more time. Some souls may go in there and stay, you know, throughout mm-hmm. all of that. Some souls come in during the actual labor and delivery. I didn't come in until the birth had occurred, and so what I thought is, oh, I don't want to be here again. I remembered being with God, Source, Divine, mm-hmm. whatever term you want to use on the other side. I knew that when I was here, you know, I, 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 I didn't have that. You know, I was mm-hmm. more separated. That bummed me out. Mm-hmm. I also knew that when I wasn't here, I had access to absolute knowledge, and I knew that while I was here, I didn't have it, and that bummed me out. But I knew that I had to be here because there was something I was supposed to do. And and actually, uh, several of the born awares in my book feel that they're here on assignment. Okay. Because yeah, but, but I didn't want to be here. Okay. I was be- a brat. <laughs> That's a good question because why... I often wonder, okay, well, yeah, you, you, you're on the other side, you're interacting with, with, with God or the creator or a higher mm-hmm. power, and you have all of these freedoms, it seems, to know mm-hmm. more, to, to do more, to go more places. Why come back? I mean, I, of course, I know I've, I've heard of soul contracts, and I've heard of, you know, coming back for a higher purpose and that. Is that really, is that what it is? You have a mission to come back? Yes, it's like an assignment. Okay. It's, it's almost like you were supposed to go in and, and, and do this or do such and such. However, it doesn't mean that we necessarily remember at birth what that is, because I thought for me that it had to do with performing. So I pursued acting and singing okay. for many years until the intuitive work came around. So we don't necessarily remember what we're supposed to do now. One person in my book, Matthew Engel, when he was born, also was aware of the template for 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 his life. And I've actually, you know, been taken to a level where we are energetically encoded with the plan for our lives before we come in. Wow, that is really interesting. So when you're born aware, in your particular instance, you could remember being other places, not really wanting to be here, but not exactly the, the plan, the defined plan in your case mm-hmm. of what was. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that plan, that mission or assignment, as you call it, emerged along the way. And now yeah. you're on that, you're working on that assignment right now. Yeah, and it's funny because I was feeling a sense of pur- purpose, Cheryl, mm-hmm. you know, so many years into the intuitive work. And then when I started working on this book, it's like an even greater sense of purpose so yeah sometimes it's an organic process Mm -hmm. we're we're just kind of led to it and 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 we have an amnesia Mm -hmm. about what it is and i think the reason for that too is i don't care whether you're born aware or not if you come to this planet and you're going to have to be a human you are going to get personal growth (laughs) Mm -hmm. good point (laughs) yeah (laughs) so that's the unavoidable and if we knew we might not have gone through experiences you know that right. that led to our growth does that mean that who you are when you're when you're born has already been pre-defined do you bring along though your personality from before you're born 
Well, we bring along, and that's a wonderful question, Cheryl. We we bring in our higher soul awareness, mm-hmm. and we're not in the human side or our human personality. And what I've seen is it's often some sort of pain, whether it's emotional pain or psychological pain, that gets us out of our nice cocoon in right. higher soul awareness and jolts us into the human side. And so then throughout our lives, we flip back and forth between those two levels, between the higher soul awareness and, and the human side. And I have to add, too, that we have a different human persona or personality from one lifetime to the next. So this is another reason why the the human consciousness is so encasing and and so limiting for us because I think a lot of people assume we're just the same, you know, little human personality in all our lives, and that's not true either. Okay. So as far as your specific case, what did you do when you thought, okay, I remember this stuff from before I was born. You, did you think this was normal? Did you think, okay, something's, you know, I, how, what do I do with this? Did it stress you out? How did you handle it? And that's another wonderful question, Cheryl. You know, this was my norm. For me, Cheryl, I had no idea if other people had memories or not. I didn't know it was unusual. I don't know if I shared it when I was really little. Some people in the book did, and they were poo-pooed and ridiculed by their family members. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even share it because it just, to me, it's like, this is my norm. This is maybe what everybody experiences. Why are some people, like like you and those in your book, why are they born aware while other people are not? You know, I've I've chewed on that, Cheryl, Mm -hmm. and and my sense is that those of us who are born aware were allowed to be this way because of what it can it can show and teach other people. It's not that we're patting ourselves on the back. It's none of that. It's for a purpose, Mm -hmm. and and it also I have to add this: it's not this wonderful thing that doesn't have a downside. You know, I, I asked everybody as I interviewed them do you, if they considered being spiritually aware since birth to be a blessing or a curse. And, and, and many of them said, you know, it's both. You know, it's wonderful because we have our spiritual awareness. We tend to feel innately guided and protected. But it can also be isolating it also makes being here on this planet as a human so much harder. And there are a couple people in the book who, at a very young age, before the age of five, contemplated suicide. Oh, wow. So it's, it's both. It's a blessing and a curse. But again, I feel that it, we were supposed to be this way for what it can show others, for the lessons right. in it. So it's basically, I'm trying to figure out, is it something that, before you're born again is it something that you've you've planned out from that time before before you're born did you say i i need to remember because of this who how how is the whole thing orchestrated i guess is what i'm trying to figure out another wonderful question (laughs) (laughs) and 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 my sense cheryl is that it has to do with levels levels on the other Mm -hmm. side so 
you know, a lot of people feel that on, on the other side, you know, we plan our lives, we choose this, we choose that. And, and, and that may be the perception necessary on a certain level. But on higher levels, I feel that we are aware that all of this is planned. And, and, and this is a concept that may be difficult for some people. And I go into this in my book because on, on another level on this planet, there's a greater drama going on. Okay. For people to interact for lessons that we learn through our interactions, but also to move humanity forward. So I'm not convinced that we as individual souls choose our lives and, and, and some people I've spoken to, you know, remember meeting with, you know, higher spiritual beings mm-hmm. like like God or guides who are mapping things out. So we don't really choose, oh, I want to work on this. It's more okay. like, okay, this is. Now, I should also add that just because we are born aware in this lifetime doesn't mean that in another lifetime we are. Okay, wow, that's a lot to digest. <laughs> it's like my mind is like going pew, you know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, I'm glad. <laughs> no, that's a very good thing, very good thing. How about we take a quick break? before we continue on with our questions and we will be right back you are listening to paranormal underground radio and we will be back after this short break close encounters of the christ kind science fiction author douglas brody retells the life of jesus according to ancient alien theory as the bible's angels are revealed to be extraterrestrials beam down to create a hybrid golden child who may just change the history of humankind for the better if another visitor from a far planet named satan doesn't arrive first the planet jesus trilogy book one flesh and blood for full background material and ordering information visit planetjesustrilogy.com where the new testament meets the twilight zone hi this is cheryl knight editor for paranormal underground magazine And I'm Chad Wilson, Paranormal Underground Magazine's publisher. Every month, Paranormal Underground Magazine explores the unexplained by examining topics that range from haunted sites to ufology to cryptozoology. We also spotlight investigators and researchers who continue to pave the way in a field that seeks to answer some of life's most complex questions. If you want to read about topics like psychic phenomena, demonology, conspiracy theories, crystals and herbology, and much, much more, visit ParanormalUnderground.net and start exploring the unexplained today. Hey everyone, if you can't get enough of Paranormal Underground, then I've got good news for you. We're on social media. You can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, and I think even on MySpace, and nobody has a MySpace page anymore. So check out Paranormal Underground on your favorite social media site today. Hey, are you looking for a new Paranormal Podcast? Check out All Day Paranormal with me, Crystal Vermis. And me, Manny Vega. We come to you every week with the latest in supernatural news and entertainment. That's right, and you can find out more by going to GetSpooked.net. And don't forget to check out our YouTube show by going to GetSpooked.net slash YouTube. The Crusaders are commonly thought to have been motivated by their deep Christian faith. Crusades were actually war-inspired by the average of medieval ecclesial leaders who were only searching for total power and control. 
well played mind games which spoke about demonic forces, witchcraft and deadly possessions. Many Europeans gave in to their fears and banned the truth of an ancient and earthly civilization from their daily lives. It became an unknown world, not seen by the naked eye but capable of possessing your soul and in the worst case even kills you. In order to keep the people away from the truth, it had to be feared forever. Restoring the voice of our people, we give back what once was stolen from you. Your freedom and thinking, creating and believing. The Source of Immortality, written by Maria Anna van Driel, www.amazon.com Hey everyone, it's Karen Frazier, co-host of Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark. Thanks for listening to the show. You've probably read my column in Paranormal Underground Magazine. I write columns about energy healing, metaphysics, and also dream interpretation. But did you know I also am an author of multiple books about metaphysics and the paranormal? You can learn more about the books that I've written on my website, authorkarenfraser.com. That's author, Karen, K-A-R-E-N, Fraser, F-R-A-Z-I-E-R.com. Hey everyone, this is Winter Balefire, contributor for Paranormal Underground Magazine, correspondent for Paranormal Underground Radio in the Dark, and now I'm very happy to announce a published author. My first poetry book, Love Letters Destroyed, is now available on Amazon.com, Lulu.com, Barnes & Noble, and other booksellers. Ebooks are also available. You can also check out pseudosynthpress.com for information on signed copies. Again, that's Love Letters Destroyed by Winter Bellfire. Thanks, and I hope you enjoy. Where do you want to go to lunch? I'm having a stroke. Did you hear what I said? I'm having a stroke. Why aren't you answering me? I'm having a stroke. When someone is having a stroke, they may not be able to say it with words, but their body language will tell you loud and clear. Look for fast. F, face drooping. A, arm weakness. S, speech difficulty. T, time to call 911 immediately. Know the sudden signs. Spot a stroke fast. Visit strokeassociation.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Paranormal Underground Radio. Thanks for sticking with us. I am talking with our guest, Diane Brandon. She is the author of the book, Born Aware, Stories and Insights from Those Spiritually Aware Since Birth. It's an intriguing topic. We have a lot more discussion to come. So let's jump back in. And Diane, I wanted to ask you about how common being born aware is is this really a rare phenomenon or is it more common than we might think well you know i think the answer to that cheryl is that it's a little bit of both okay because again for me i I didn't know that it was unusual but then when i was trying to identify people find people to interview i contacted a lot of 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 spiritual practitioners intuitives healers Mm -hmm. who didn't have the memory so i think it is really rare, but my sense is, number one, that we are sprinkled throughout the planet. I was pleased to discover that five people I had known for years had these memories, and I think actually that was that was already arranged before I came in so that I wouldn't feel as alone. Okay. I, I do wonder if we are seeing more people being born like this at the present time because consciousness is shifting. Okay. Tell me and more. I do feel, 
I'll be happy to. Okay. I feel that we are, are shifting from what I would call a tribal orientation, you know, to just identifying with the people like us, family mm-hmm. or town, or people of the same race or gender mm-hmm. or whatever, nationality, to more of what I would call a global consciousness, which you know, just with the internet, we connect with people in other countries. And ultimately, I feel that we are being seeded to move to a more universal consciousness. And I actually feel we have been seeded since sometime in the mid 19, uh, 20th century. Okay. Near death experiences, mm-hmm. a lot more uh, EFT, um, EFT, <laughs> Freudian slip, ET contact. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Because a large percentage, a significant percentage of people who've been abducted have have spiritual awakening. So I feel like there's a seeding going on. I that's interesting point because we recently published a study from Free, and oh my gosh, oh. I, I can't remember yes. the, the what it stands for, but it's it's a it's a an organization foundation for research Thank into you. extraterrestrial encounters, and I've spoken to the the founder of it. Thank you. Yes, it, mm-hmm. and it's a it's amazing research. It's groundbreaking research, and it it connects through the responses of the respondents UFO experiences and spirituality it's fascinating that the, i mean because really if you if you think about it you wouldn't really relate those two i, I don't think you i was surprised too cheryl and mm-hmm. i spoke to ray hernandez yes yes the founder and he made mm-hmm. me uh, privy to you know some of the some of the research findings and and i was i felt the same way mm-hmm. now if you add those to near-death experiences and how people are having awakenings i think you can see what i'm talking about with the seedings and mm-hmm. I think we are being led to get out of one aspect of being encased in the human consciousness which is you know only only trusting people who are like us or the mm-hmm. same faith but also moving more towards that universal consciousness that consciousness is consciousness mm-hmm. doesn't matter if it's another human an animal whether it's on this planet another planet it's consciousness right Mm -hmm. Right. i love connecting yes oh my god it's it's (laughs) and that's the thing it's it's more of a connectedness it seems like we're moving to that and i'm really interested on where this evolution is going to go from here it's really intriguing i love the fact that more people are talking about it more institutions are doing research on it Mm-hmm. authors and, and, and people with like you with your experiences and your knowledge are sharing this because it's not as taboo as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I love it. Mm-hmm. I love I it. Thank it's, you. It, 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 it's wonderful. And those of us born aware remember before we came in, we remember mm-hmm. the interconnection. Everything and everyone is connected. Mm-hmm. And so that makes it harder again to be here because here people don't realize that yeah we love to connect we love to connect yeah it's almost like you're so involved in the daily grind you know you got to make your money you got to pay your bills you got to you know do the responsible it's just it's almost like you're taken away from seeing the bigger picture or that connectedness and it's hard to get out of that you know it's hard to get out of that same thing every day you know type of absolutely absolutely cheryl but again it's true that mundane every day have to pay the bills oh i'm having problems in a relationship Mm -hmm. that we get that personal growth 
That's a so good it's point. wonderful to dip back up. You mm-hmm. dip down, you're in the human, you deal with stuff, and then, then, then you can go back to that, that other level. It's having a foot in both worlds. And even animals, connecting with animals, connecting with nature. And connecting with animals is actually one way, I feel, of, of getting into the higher soul awareness. So can you can you talk a little bit about that? What do you what do you mean by connecting more with animals and and where that leads? And well, an animal has to be in a relaxed state when you do this. Mm-hmm. And and I and I want to hasten to add you don't go up to a wild animal, of course. <laughs> okay. So it can actually be an animal that is very relaxed or it can even be photos of animals that are relaxed and actually looking in the eyes and connecting Mm -hmm. because the quality you see in an animal's eyes when it is calm and relaxed is very present it is very clear and and those are a couple of the the qualities the hallmarks of the higher soul awareness and and others as well you know like like the higher perspective Uh, the higher soul awareness you've mentioned it a few times so far would we have to have been born aware to get into the higher, higher soul awareness? What can you tell us about that? I would say it certainly helps, but I feel that we can learn to groom it while we're here. And, and in my book, Born Aware, I have recommendations for that. I have, actually have a meditation to get mm-hmm. into the higher soul awareness. And, and I think it's helpful to understand what that awareness is like. Once again, it is the awareness we have as souls on the other side. It tends to be very much centered in the now, in the present, in a very pure way, because it's also transcendent. It doesn't have that human aspect of the chatter or the worries or the concerns. And it's just on a much higher level. And these are exercises that Mm -hmm. I have used with with students when I've taught intuition to get people out of their subjectivity and get them to be able to get more objectivity. So if you zoom out and you look down at yourself, if you look at the planet or a situation that you're in, you can gain objectivity. When we're in the higher soul awareness, that's what we have. And, Mm -hmm. And as I said that, I remembered... You know, the, the astronauts, some of the astronauts had spiritual epiphany when they were out in space. So it's a very, very different perspective, too. And it is very clear, it is very oriented towards purpose. Mm-hmm. Like, what's the purpose? For example, when there is some huge event in the world, those of us born aware just tend to automatically shift into our higher soul awareness to get a sense of what the purpose is. Okay. Does what, that make sense? Yeah, it does. <laughs> it, I, it does. And what, what about those who, okay, they, ha- they can tune into their purpose, but they're having trouble connecting, like, for instance, to, to people that are different from them, to, you know, whether, whether that be, you know, people who, you know, live in a different country or people who have opposing views of politics or just people <laughs> who are different, you know? What if they can't mm-hmm. bring those two? How do you bring those two into alignment if you're struggling? That can, be, that can be really difficult because, again, that is our mm-hmm. human side mm-hmm. because it's naturally human 
to not like some things, especially things that we consider to be really difficult, like murder, like mm. harming other people. Those of us born aware never want to intrude or impose or hurt. Mm-hmm. And so it can be very, very difficult when our buttons are being pushed. So one thing I'm very big on, Cheryl, is working on our personal stuff and and working on healing and clearing the personal stuff, the Mm -hmm. mindsets, the fears, the beliefs that are what I call inauthentic. They're not who we really are. I feel that trying to go into the higher soul awareness so that we can look at others with whom we disagree from a different perspective and look for the commonalities. Even if it's like somebody from another country, remind yourself that that you're both souls, you both have awareness. Mm -hmm. There are usually some very common human qualities like a sense of humor, a warm heart, emotions, compassion. Compassion's a biggie. Mm Mm-hmm especially when we're talking about judging other people. So it can also help to try to get a sense of where they're coming from and what makes them tick. And you know the Native American expression, walk a mile in my moccasins. Mm -hmm. You know, we often judge people by looking at them from the outside, but but what are their experiences? What What are they going through? The person who's rude to you during the day may be not just trying to be rude, but but may have something very difficult, you know, that he or she is dealing with. So I think it's really important to remember that we are all souls. We are all beings. Divine, divine energy runs through everyone and everything. I think it's important to, to accord everything respect. Yeah. Even if they push our buttons. <laughs> <laughs> Which happens a lot, doesn't it? Uh, <laughs> yeah, especially these days. <laughs> yes, yes. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's so interesting because the tools are there, the, you know, to connect. And it just is sometimes, I don't know, again, it's the life experiences maybe, or just trying to get a vision of where you're going that sometimes sidetrack I don't know if it's called sidetracking or maybe that's where you need to go actually <laughs> maybe you need well, to and, do that. and I think that's very true Cheryl mm-hmm. it's where we're supposed to go because it's something for us to experience for soul yeah. growth yeah getting back to born aware I want to ask you more about the types of things that people who are born aware remember from the other side ah very good question Some people remember kind of the pure state of being on the other side, Mm -hmm. the love, the interconnectedness. A couple people in my book remember being angels, which has made being here very, very difficult. Some people remember being, and this is not necessarily the other side, but other lives, being in, in other life forms. So there are different aspects you know, that that people remember. Some people, you know, have the pre-birth memories that really have to do with the upcoming human life. One woman actually remembers being with spirit, divine, when the, as she put it, the spark of the first heartbeat in the developing fetus, which would be her body, Mm -hmm. happened. 
So there are all sorts of things that, that people remember. One woman described being in the, I forget how she put it, she, she was so eloquent, in, in, in the heart of the universe and, and where everything was, was love and was positive. Mm-hmm. Some people remember, you know, whether it's colors we can't see here or, or, or sounds we can't, can't hear here. There are different things that people remember. My sense, really, Cheryl, is it's a very complex universe, and it's mm-hmm. a very creative universe. And humans tend to want to feel, well, everything happens this way. There are mm-hmm. these rules. And in actuality, there's great, there's great complexity and variability. Yeah. So we're not just born again here. We can be born again elsewhere. Is that correct? Absolutely. And even when we're born here, yeah. we can not, not just always as humans. Mm-hmm. I just had a question mm-hmm. from my husband, Chad. He, mm-hmm. in, in we've kind, you kind of touched on this. I don't know if you can expand it. And this was earlier in the interview, but he wants to know, can you bring out memories using hypnoregression therapy? I think you probably can, Cheryl. Mm-hmm. And I actually, when I was looking for people to interview approached a, a, a couple people who had the memories, they said, but they were memories that were reclaimed through, okay. you know, hypnotherapy or regression. You know, a lot of work has come out in the past so many years uh, because of Michael Newton's books mm-hmm. on Life Between Lives. Yes. You know, and I think we can. I think sometimes that can be, you know, kind of seeing things from the perspective of a human. So the important thing I feel in in regression or hypnotherapy is actually to be able to go back and experience just being a soul in the soul awareness, not connected to anything human. I think that would be a wonderful way of trying to recapture, you know, some of mm-hmm. this. Yeah, because for those who want to look more into this topic... Where would you advise them to go? Well, there's not much other material <laughs> out there right now, Cheryl. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, and, and again, I was, I was led. I knew I was being given a message to, mm-hmm. to write this when two people spontaneously shared their memories with me. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't want to sound like I'm promoting myself, but I would start with my book. Mm-hmm. I would really work on grooming the higher soul awareness. And I, again, I have recommendations in, in the book. I think it's important to really, for people to chew on the difference between being a human while we're here and how that affects our perspective and what it would be like to be a pure soul without a human perspective. I think, I think that would be helpful because there's so many ways in which we are attached to being a human and and patting ourselves on the back. And I have to say this, too. You know, I've been asked questions about, you know, what's the whole purpose of souls being born, etc. Our human minds are very small. We tend to think that humans are the pinnacle of creation. We have these wonderful minds. Our Mm -hmm. minds are really small. And there are a lot of things that far surpass our human ability to understand when we talk about 
spirituality mm -hmm. or, or, or why the universe exists, why were souls created. We can try to tease at that from our human perspective, but our minds are very limiting when we're, when we're humans. And that's another thing that bummed me out. Yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's a bit of Being a bummer, here. yes. <laughs> yes, yes, because if we wanted to put it this way, which is anthropomorphic, saying, you know, the mind of God, the mind of spirit, you know, it far transcends, surpasses, you know, our abilities as, as humans, which can create a beautiful feeling of wonder and awe. And so sometimes I feel it's important to stand with respect before some of the wonder in the universe that we probably won't be able to understand while we're here until we get get back to you know being pure souls for those who you've spoken to who are born aware mm -hmm. are they from all different walks of life yes yes you know the the born awares i've spoken to have a lot of attributes in common but there are also a lot of differences so some of those differences are, you know, different socioeconomic backgrounds. Mm -hmm. Some born awares were abused, others weren't. Some were bullied, others weren't. One thing I found very interesting is some born awares actually wanted to incarnate. <laughs> okay. Some of us didn't. And and so there there's a wide variation of of experiences here. But I look at it as, as what we are supposed to experience for soul growth and also for whatever we are here to do, whether we are aware of it or not, because we typically bring all of our experiences, because our experiences will affect our awareness, affect our consciousness. We typically tend to bring all of that along with us when we are doing what we came in to do it's not for nothing well this is a very fascinating topic i know we've scratched the surface here <laughs> i want i i'm i i know you also do dream interpretation yes. and, and you are a healer as well is that correct uh, more healing the the the, the personal rather mm -hmm. than i don't do energy healing mm -hmm. okay and you teach classes and you you offer sessions as well for yes. people who are okay. oh yeah okay tell our listeners first more about where they can find your new book born aware as well as your mm -hmm. other books and then also tell them where they can contact you directly if they want to get a hold of you and also oh. on social media <laughs> <Certainly, Cheryl. laughs> well my new book born aware it should be widely available you should be able to find it in bookstores Barnes & Noble, certainly metaphysical New Age bookstores. You can find it online, Amazon, Barnes & Noble. So it should be widely available. And I'm pretty easy to find. My website is dianebrandon.com, D-I-A-N-E-B-R-A-N-D-O-N.com. And on my website, you'll find a listing you know, of my books and the different types of ways in which I work with people one-on-one -on -one and and in classes and i am on social media i actually do have a dream group on facebook it's oh. called your dream world where people can post their dreams and and i and some other members will you know will help to interpret 
and I am on I'm, I'm Twitter, you know, I'm on LinkedIn. So I'm, I'm pretty easy to find, pretty easy to find. Good. Thank you. And I know you're, you're in the works with some exciting projects. Can you tell us about those projects? Yes, actually, I'll be speaking. I live in the Research Triangle, Raleigh, Durham, Chapel Hill in North Carolina. And we have a local metaphysical group that has been around for decades, Spiritual Frontiers Fellowship. I will be speaking there in September along with a great astrologer, Bernie Ashman, on where consciousness is headed. <laughs> okay, good. That's... So we'll, we'll be speaking um, in, in early September, and I will be doing uh, a class on, uh, online. There's um, an, a, uh, a portal called learnitlive.com, and I will be doing a class on the born aware phenomenon, what it is, you know, for people to to grasp it more clearly. I'll be doing a presentation and people can ask questions and that's that's in August. That information is all on my website. Okay. Dianebrandon.com. For those who can't get there in person, is there do you have anything online? Yes, actually the the, the born aware the, the class, what is the born aware phenomenon is online. Okay. And I do have I do have a video available that's on a rental basis on developing intuition. That's a four part video. And on my website, I have uh, certainly have some of the interviews that I've done over the years, um, where I've spoken, you know, been interviewed on different topics, including intuition and dreams. So there are a lot of resources. And and I've been lazy, Cheryl. I haven't <laughs> I haven't. Really booked anything else but but certainly you know i'm available to teach classes i'm available to speak at conferences because i think this information is is really important because again i feel like it has to do with with consciousness shifting right and you're working on a follow-up book to born aware when do you anticipate that might come out well i've got to finish the one i'm working on now embracing essence (laughs) um it probably would be a few years away because mm-hmm. I have not even begun to interview people yet. So, okay, we'll sure be looking out for that follow-up book. And then the next one you're talking about, Embracing Essence, The Spiritual Power of the Real You. So that sounds extremely intriguing. I'm looking forward to that. Will that right. be coming out in the next year or two? I I haven't even gotten it to a point to get with a publisher yet. Okay. <laughs> It's, I'm drafting. It's I have works. to share this with you, Cheryl. <laughs> yes. It, back in like 96, I woke up at like 3 in the morning and was awake for the next few hours. And mm-hmm. in that time period, all this information was downloaded. And in the next two weeks, I created all these exercises on working with what I call personal empowerment and wholeness. Wow. And so that is what I am using because I've only used it in a couple of workshops. That's what this next book, Embracing Essence, is about. Okay. That's very powerful stuff right there. Before we go, one last question. What is most important for our listeners to know about your work in metaphysics? I would say that it has to do with, with being who you really are, developing your potential. You have a lot within you that you may not even know is there, and finding more fulfillment in life. That's what my work is about. All I do is provide insight and facilitate 
and I've actually had many clients, and it's funny, who tell me the same thing over the years. You've helped me transform my life. So I never know exactly what I will do with the client because what I what I suggest is is really based upon that particular client at that particular time in his or her life. I do regression. I do individualized guided meditation. I bring in a lot of different modalities, but it's very, very individualized so that we can be fuller mm-hmm. beings so that we can open up spiritually so that we can find more fulfillment and and more joy mm-hmm. in life. That sounds like a very good thing. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds good, doesn't that it? That sounds really good. <laughs> so I encourage our listeners to pick up your books. Uh, sounds like they're, they're on Amazon. Um, so, mm-hmm. so check it out there. And also go to dianebrandon.com to find out more about Diane or contact her directly. And I really hope you'll come back again and talk to us in the future, Diane. Oh, Cheryl, I would love to. And I would be honored if you invited me back. Yes. Yes, we will make that happen. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderful. Thank you. And I'm going to invite our listeners to stay tuned for our correspondence segment coming up next. I'm Crystal Vermis. And I'm Manny Vega. From Salem, Massachusetts, we are your paranormal underground radio in the dark correspondents. We are also the hosts of the All Day Paranormal podcast and All Day Paranormal After Dark, the YouTube show. Find out more about us at GetSpooked.net. Now for our paranormal news segment of the week. All right, let's get into some paranormal news. Let's get into it. Can we get into some regular news real quick? Tell me what you just learned, because apparently you just learned something on Twitter. I just learned this. This is a tweet... Uh, that I just read that says, was informed today that dogs sneeze when playing rough to signal that they're just playing so it doesn't escalate into a real fight. That, I mean, is that real? I, like, it makes sense. Anyway, back to the paranormal news. Um, mine is more of, like, food for thought this week because it was, um, it's news that was eventually disproven, but I like that someone even brought it up in the first place because it makes you go, hmm, hmm. and scratch your chin. Okay. So... Anonymous, you know, that conspiracy theorist person or group that always posts things on the internet. Yeah, this, this the hacker group. They're a hacker, the hacker group, right? group. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, this week they decided to, like, come out and claim that NASA was on the verge of revealing it had contact with alien life. Mm, so Anonymous had information somehow that NASA had, like... Or they were, what, they were planning on it? Is that what it was? Yeah, they were planning to announce that they had contacted aliens. All right, let's hear it. So as the story goes, um, an account affiliated with the Hacking Hacking and Activism Collective has released a viral video claiming NASA is on the verge of detailing contact with extraterrestrial species. Mm. It takes much of its evidence from the work the space agency is doing to explore space and look for alien worlds across the universe. And while such claims might overestimate just how quickly the discovery will emerge, they are based in truth. Much of the video relies on one testimony from Thomas Zubukin, or Zerbukin, from NASA's Science Mission Directorate, who spoke to the U.S.'s Science and Technology Committee last year. In a relatively long speech that summarized the work NASA is doing on astrobiology, as well as the chances that it would find life, Mr. Zerbukin said that the agency was close to revealing something very significant. With all this activity related to the search for life in so many different areas... We're on the verge of one of the most profound discoveries ever, he said. And as we know from experience, 
NASA's scientific discoveries of today continually drive impactful research for tomorrow that goes far beyond the initial observations. But he also made clear that NASA hadn't found definitive signs of life elsewhere just yet, even though the search is making remarkable progress and astrobiology is a focus of a growing number of NASA missions. Mm. He detailed a range of those, which also appear in the anonymous video. Those include the recent revelation that a nearby star called TRAPPIST-1 has a whole solar system of Earth-sized planets around it, alongside with discoveries on uh, Enclidius uh, that could indicate our own solar system has aliens in it. Mm, I was going to mention both of those things, the TRAPPIST-1 and the whole... Remember, they, just a few months ago, they found like seven planets that were Earth-sized and had all those right, exactly, right yeah. qualities of life, all that sort of thing. He says, for astrobiology, the key thing to remember is that answering the fundamental question of is there life out there, will require scientific breakthroughs from many different science fields, including ones that are not currently engaged in this inciting, exciting endeavor. So he kind of spilled the beans and sounds like he like backtracked a little and was like, no, no, no. I don't mean that we've found alien life. Mm. So the way this actually broke this week, this story, is that... Um, the you know the anonymous video came out or whatever it cited his speech and then it was either later that day or the next day nasa came out he came out and was like no no no, that's not what i meant Mm. you know and as i read here the further clarification which was still like had some loopholes you know i've read different interpretations of what he said saying you know oh he didn't necessarily say aliens don't exist right. or whatever so but, but it sounds like anonymous is leaning on this speech more than anything it's not like they have some other information right no no yet. yeah so uh, uh, it's funny because i don't know what it is all these different groups and some of them very incredible i would uncredible not credible uh coming out with like they're like putting the screws to nasa all of a sudden nasa is like defending itself against all sorts of claims <laughs> have, you, have you been keeping up with this at all about the um, aliens? Well, not just aliens, but like, um, this, it, it was absurd. It was, you know, InfoWars, right? Yeah. That ridiculous, like, I don't even know what the hell you'd call it, but it's like a conspiracy theory network. Um, it's produced by Alex Jones. Like, randomly out of nowhere, I said that uh, there was a, a, a colony of slave children on Mars. Like, NASA is responsible for Oh, yes, slave I remember that. Right. It made, yeah. like, huge news yeah. in, like, the freaking, you know, the Wall Street Journal and stuff or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and NASA had to come out and deny it and say, no, there are no humans on Mars. There's only rovers. Well, the CDC did have to deny claims of zombies existing and a zombie apocalypse, so... It's just, like, insane to me that, like, what the hell is... Like, first of all, NASA's pretty cool, I gotta say. I don't know why you'd put pressure on NASA of all groups. I feel like they're doing a good job of, like... If anyone wants to, like, reveal that aliens exist, it's NASA. Yeah. Like, they're on the right side of the argument, I think. Yeah. They're trying to hide stuff. I don't know why they wouldn't want... Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's the whole Plus, point that of existing. Plus, that would totally boost their cred, right? Right. That's the whole so. point of existing, is going out there and trying to find signs of life. Yeah. So it's weird to me that people would try to be like, no, it's got something to hide. <laughs> what do you mean? They get, that's, that's their whole point Guys, of existing. they're not... They can't hide anything. They have, like, $3 of funding. Yeah. They don't have the money to do that. Space exploration is their exact purpose. Yeah. So I feel like uh, it's a little weird to be putting all the pressure on them. I but. just thought it was interesting, then, because... I just like that. Yeah, I guess it does fall into that bucket, though. These weird conspiracy theories about NASA. I just like, don't get it. What's yeah. what would be the the like the impetus for them to hide something? I don't know. People uh, are ridiculous. But I will say, I do think it's you know it's pretty remarkable with it with the past like twelve or eighteen months worth of like discoveries. It feels like things are accelerating. I don't know if it's just yeah, me. yeah. It feels In like discovery like uh, things that we're finding. In space, like space exploration. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you just. And it, it's it's baby steps. You know, you find out there could have been water on this moon. There could have been life on that moon. Yeah, but you know what? For so long, we were getting only that. We were only getting, 
oh, there could have been water right. here once. Drip drops, and it's like, who cares? Yeah. Like, who cares? But now, but it now it's like, like, yo, we found seven planets. <laughs> like, Donald Trump's president. Let's just get that out. You know? <laughs> That's like what it is. So. It's, it's, it's remarkable. It's, it's pretty cool how many uh, fairly significant findings there have been in just the past, like, 12 months, let's say. Yeah. So it does feel like we're kind of moving towards something. And whether Anonymous is right and they're about to announce some big discovery, then maybe they are. I don't know. Who, who's to say? Like, yeah. Maybe within six months we'll be a... You know, booking our ticket on, on SpaceX. Hopefully. Going on the moon. <laughs> okay. So my story this week is uh, Earthbound, and it's a pretty weird one, okay? Mm-hmm. It takes place in Thailand. Okay. I said that weird. Thailand. 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 <laughs> Thailand. The country. Thailand. Yeah, the, the country. country. Okay. Uh, and this is actually a story, I'm, I'm going to have a lot of trouble pronouncing a lot of things in this story. Um, Casodo English. I'm going to say it's the publication's name, Casoto English. Okay. Uh, the title of this story is Cops Deployed to Protect Isan Community from Hungry Ghost. Yes. I remember this is your story now. Yeah. Right? So this is some pretty... This some pretty, is too good to pass up. Too this is good. some pretty wild stuff that mixes, you know, uh, uh, modern day uh, news with a, I guess, f- folklore legend over there in Thailand. Okay? Mm-hmm. So there's nothing under the sky that Thai police cannot do, goes the unofficial slogan of the Royal Thai Police. And that apparently includes busting ghosts. Mm. Police were dispatched Wednesday to a rural community in Amnat Shorin uh, province to protect it from a female ghost, or Phipob. Okay, that's spelled P-H-I-P-O-B. Uh, this ghost is said to have been terrorizing its populace in recent months. The operation followed a written request from leaders, according to a local police chief. Uh, the residents are frightened, said this police chief. Uh, The letter requests police to conduct regular patrols. Uh, They want reassurance. They believe, uh, the people who believe in the rumor are genuinely scared. Uh, The letter, penned by the district chief, said four cows there had died this year alone, and the four officers at a nearby Border border Patrol Police Academy had fallen ill. Local residents attribute these calamities to a FIPOB, it said. According to folklore, FIPOB is a ghost with the ability to possess humans and wreak havoc on an entire village. Every year, many rural communities report sightings or hauntings. To strengthen civil, civilian morale, prevent panic, and boost their confidence in living their daily lives, I hereby request, this is going to be hard to pronounce, Patham Rachawangsga Police Station to organize patrols in the sub-district to monitor safety for the civilians, part of the letter said. Uh, Colonel Adul, who's that police chief whose name I chose not to pronounce because it was very long, uh, he said he received the request yesterday and that police would make their first patrol today. He added that a Buddhist ceremony was also held at the village two weeks ago in hope of stopping the ghost's menace. There are more people who believe in it than those who don't. Now, um, the thing to know about the FIPOB, uh, as MysteriousUniverse.org reported, is that it's pretty unusual because this is a ghost that actually will eat your entrails, apparently. Mm. That's its deal. It mm. seeks you out so that way it can, Likes like... those intestines. Loves intestines, seeks you out so that way it can tear you apart and it can eat your guts. I think this is just giving a bad name to women, actually. Really? What the hell? Why is it a female ghost that's wreaking havoc? Uh, I mean, I don't know. It just happens to manifest. This is this is the paragraph from MysteriousUniverse.org. This particular type of ghost is believed to manifest in the form of a human female and devour human entrails while their owners are sleeping. Uh, belief in such ghosts is still somewhat widespread among Thai culture, with odd behavior, sudden illnesses, and deaths often blamed on vengeful spirits. Uh, Thai culture is infused with ghost stories, and many houses throughout Thailand still display a spirit house on their lawns. Yeah, I've heard that. Meant to be a home Remember, for spirits. I think I talked about it Yeah, here. we did talk about that. Actually, good yeah. point. It's, it's supposed to be like a house for the spirits to dwell, so that way they don't 
stay in your house, basically. Yeah. Uh, many ties regularly leave offerings outside these spirit houses in order to appease the spirits into leaving them alone. And because you want to keep your goddamn intestines. So. And because you want to hold on to them guts. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty... Uh, that's wild. That's pretty intense. It's pretty wild. Imagine getting uh, attacked by an issue. Imagine if you're a child and that's the legend that they passed down to you. <laughs> well, also, is this... I mean, is this like a common... Did they like find a lot of people whose guts were missing at night and were like, I gotta be a ghost? No, I think it's more of a cultural thing. And it's like if someone got stomach cancer, they blame it on that ghost, you know, that kind of thing. That's, that's what I'm thinking. That's yeah, probably how it developed because it, they didn't have a, a, a medical reason for it back in the day. And then it evolves into this thing. That seems like less intense than what I'm imagining, though. I'm imagining someone literally is like torn apart and their guts are Yeah, missing. like a Chuck Palonic book. Yeah. Yeah. But you're telling, you're saying like a stomach illness. No, I think that's why. Yeah. That's what I think. That's a very logical. That's a yeah. That's Sorry, an, I know I just ran down this paranormal parade. That's a very that's an unusually practical solution for me. For so I, I feel like you normally that's the one very, who's gonna say that like yeah. someone was like cut in half or something. Yeah, I don't know. That's Sorry. Good. good. Good on you. Good for you though to come to the logical <laughs> conclusion. If you'd like to be a guest on Paranormal Underground Radio, email editor at paranormalunderground.net. Until next time, keep exploring the unexplained at paranormalunderground.net.